Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. We haven't done a show together in a while. It's been a while. It has been. You're listening to J.D. and Tammy Rucker as we deliver the NOQ report, or as we like to call it, the knock report. So grab a cup of coffee sit back and enjoy hello and welcome to another episode of the knock report the noq report i'm your host jd rucker and i'm not joined today by my lovely brilliant talented and absolutely exceptional in every possible manner co-host and wife tammy she is still vacationing with family and uh, will hopefully return shortly we actually just texted Back and forth saying, hey, I should have her on as a guest. Yeah, it's like, you know, mind blown. Uh, we're going to have Kelly Townsend. A, uh, she was a, a state congressman in, in Arizona. She won her election to move to the state Senate. And she's put together a, a joint resolution that can and I think likely will end up yielding the state to to, uh, what's it called? Uh, President Trump. Sorry, texting. Um, texting the guest as we speak. As I'm talking about her, she's she's talking at me. She is on the highway, so hopefully she's going to get off the highway before, before joining us. But while we wait for her, I wanted to read an article that I wrote yesterday. Uh, it's a short article. It says, uh, the title is, With Many Republicans Accepting a Fraudulent Election, We Now See Who Has the Will to fight for America. Subtitle, when the dust settles on the dawn of a second term for President Trump, we must remember who abandoned him and America in an effort to preserve their own careers. Let's see. Check on her real quick. Yeah. So Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is urging GOP senators to accept Joe Biden as the next president. Newsmax has taken to calling Joe Biden the quote-unquote president-elect Many conservative news outlets have failed to expose blatant voter fraud while trying to salvage their credibility by ripping on Joe Biden's fictional cabinet picks. And this, it is fiction, folks. 
Joe Biden is not the president-elect. His so-called appointees and nominees are nothing more than hypothetical bureaucrats in the event that they can maintain the illusion of an election victory until January 20th. It's unfortunate that we have to continue to hammer home the reality that this election is far from settled. There are multiple avenues through which a righteous outcome can be realized before it truly is too late. It's hard enough fighting mainstream media, big tech, and Democrat lies. It's a whole different can of worms when conservatives tuck tail and start going along to get along. Some say they fear a constitutional crisis. To those people, I say, look around. This is a constitutional crisis. The very foundation of our republic is under attack from forces foreign and domestic. They have usurped the rule of law and our sovereignty as a nation by interfering in the proper and fair process through which we determine not just our president, but also our other representatives at every level. Any patriot who allows this travesty to reach its diabolical conclusion without giving every single ounce of effort imaginable to stop it is complicit. They've sworn an oath to defend the Constitution, and they have failed. I think uh, the the article goes on, but that's a, a perfect segue to bring on our guest today, Senator Arizona Senator-elect Kelly Townsend. She's been... She's been fighting so much stuff um, for months. I've been following her career, her what she's doing. I think I, I should have said this before she got online so that she doesn't uh, blush. But I've been saying to multiple people, "Hey, you know, keep an eye. You know, she's, if she wants to, she can go go anywhere. Uh, Congress, Senate, who knows? We'll see." But Kelly Townsend, Senator Elect Kelly Townsend, I should say, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. It looks like, I, I hope that you are pulled off and not driving. We can't tell from the background. I'm of- not driving. <laughs> Fair enough. I am in between, yeah, in between things and I'm pulling over and happy to join you guys. Well, I appreciate that. We will keep this short because, you know, what you're doing is is very clear. This isn't something that's going to take two hours to explain. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if we, if we take the calculus and and throw it through the time-space continuum and, you know, say say a few prayers, then we'll end up with, with a President Trump's second term. Now, you actually have a plan that you have initiated to be able to, to take Arizona's um, electors, the, the alternate electors, the GOP electors, and uh, have them count. Is that is that a fair assessment of what you've initiated? Well, what it is, is because we have a, a dispute right now um, in Arizona as to whether or not there are significant irregularities, which we have had people come to us and tell us, you know, there there are some serious allegations that need to be looked at. And so far, we have got a minuscule amount that have been looked at. And so until that's resolved, we wanted to send an alternate slate of electors like they did in 1960 in Hawaii or Nixon and JFK and Nixon originally came out on top, but they did a recount and the recount was happening 
at the time that they needed to vote for their ele- the electors needed to vote. It's an alternate slate just in case. And lo and behold, JFK actually prevailed after the recount. So uh, there's a there's a hard deadline of December 14th, and to not send any alternate slate just seals the deal, regardless of the outcome. So. Uh, there's people that argue whether that's true or not, but just in case, in case it is true, you know, why, why not send that alternate slate? So that's what they did. They voted and uh, are transmitting their votes right now. And the legislators, uh, 21 of us and eight new legislators coming in all signed on to a resolution stating that we, we wish Congress to support the alternate slate and to not award any electors until all of these irregularities and accusations are investigated and resolved. Absolutely. So you have my, my uh, quick math tells me that you have approximately 29. That means that you need somewhere between um, 15 and 30 to be able to, to actually, you know, take this and, and uh, make it official. In other words, ironclad that the alternate, you know, through the state legislature, that's not the only, the only path of course, that you can take. But if you were to get those, then all you need at that point is for Governor Doug Ducey, a sort of Republican, to do his job and call the legislature into session. Is that is that accurate? Well, that's one of the ways. Our Arizona Constitution tells us um, how to come back into session uh, when we're not in, in a formal session. So Article 4, Part 2, Section 1, and Section 3 of the Arizona Constitution, but that's to do state business. Right. Um, and one of those things is the governor, part three is the governor calls us in, and part one is two-thirds of us can call ourselves in. And right now we don't have two-thirds that would be willing to do that. We would need nine Republic, or excuse me, nine Democrats in the, in the House and three in the Senate and every single Republican uh, in order to do that, which we don't have that. But the good news is that's to deal with state issues and this is a federal issue in the u.s constitution in article 2 section 1 part b it talks about uh you know in the electors and that's a federal function so some really smart people way smarter than i am uh have told us that we are not under the arizona constitution and that we can bring ourselves in with a simple majority absolutely and and so, yes, and that's to anyone, any legislators who are out there, maybe on the fence, maybe they're like, oh, yeah, but the, but it says we need two-thirds. Um, and I'm not a constitutional uh, attorney. Um, I have – I do study the Constitution very thoroughly. And in this particular situation, you are not – you know, the, the U.S. Constitution does trump the, the state constitution. And therefore, because this is a federal issue and not a state issue, you should not need two-thirds. You should be able to call yourself into session with just a simple majority. So tell me if you would, you know, you released this and I'll put this, this in the show notes, your, the actual uh, letter that was signed by these 29 um, lawmakers, as well as current law, current and future lawmakers. Um, I'll put the, the text on there, but, but can you give us like a, you know, a 30 second, one minute, however long overview of what this, what this joint resolution says? Yeah, it does reference the issue in Hawaii and our ability to do an alternate slate. It talks about how uh, we requested to have a hearing and as of this date in the House have not, because I'm the chair of the Elections Committee and almost instantly started asking for a, a committee hearing. And so that we could bring people in, get them on record, ask them questions, subpoena the equipment, look at it, do everything that we 
are required to do, you know, uh, our duty. And we're denied that ability to do that. So we there, you guys, uh, the, went ahead and had that, but to the date of the writing of that resolution, we hadn't been afforded that ability to that point. So we just basically listed the various reasons why we felt it was important for Congress to know that Arizona is in dispute. And, you know, and I, I want to mention, I want to give a shout out to attorney and scholar, professor mm -hmm. Rob Nadels. You know, he told us kind of the golden ticket is to get your work cited in a Supreme Court um, um, decision, right? That they would mention you and your work. And so he's actually happened 20 different times. And the Supreme Court justices go to him uh, for advice on interpreting the Constitution. So when he tells us that we have the ability to do this, and, uh, you know, then I think that that's who I'm going to listen to as far as what we can and can't do. And he advised us on the language of the resolution. So we're very happy to, um, to have that. That's, that's a strong uh, asset that we have. And, um, you know, so that's what we put forward. Excellent. You have, apparently, I'm looking at the live stream chat, and I know you're on mobile, so you can't see it, but uh, you have quite a few people actually in Arizona who are who are here thanking you. Uh, Carl Schaefer, good job. Um, uh, P. McGrogan, so I'm a Marine uh, with family in Arizona. Please thank her for her Thank you for her service. Uh, so thank you. Thank him for his service. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you yes. for your service, sir. Yeah. Yes, thank you, P. P. McGrogan. Yeah, and it's uh, oh, there's a there's a whole lot of you know that you're you're striking a chord when there's also a lot of trolls in there saying, oh no no, you know I'm a constitutional scholar and and there's no chance, you know, give it up. Oh, I love it. I love it. So um, so you know we'll we'll talk about you know where this letter is going, the whole Mike Pence situation. But, you know, let's be clear, us coming out and, you know, just objecting, saying that it's contested, being contested is one thing. But, you know, from everything that I've heard and everything that I've seen and everything I've talked about, we actually need a smoking gun. We need something that is so compelling that even those people on the fence and maybe even some Democrats are like, oh, wow, yeah, this is really bad. Is there anything in the works in Arizona right now that could yield that smoking gun that can turn state legislators and even national um, uh, politicians to be able to make this a, a real thing? Can, can this actually happen? Well, look, first of all, this is not so much about rescuing Donald Trump's presidency for a second term. That's not why I'm doing this. I just want your listeners to know that, first sure. of all. But Primarily, I am a law and order kind of person. My father was a police officer. My brother's police officers, you know, my brother-in-law. And uh, it's kind of in the blood. So I want this to be a fair legal election. And we don't know if these allegations are true until we can get our hands on a machine. And so uh, Eddie Farnsworth is a senator, and he's retiring this year, but he just chaired the Judiciary Committee yesterday, or Monday. And they he issued yesterday subpoenas for the machines and other equipment. So if there's nothing there, then there's nothing there. Um, but if they do find something similar to what – I don't remember the name of the company, but uh, I can get you that. Um, that just did, and I believe it was Michigan's 
machines. I, I could have that wrong, but no, you got it. Yeah, Michigan's machines, where they said these machines are set up for for fraud, you know, to to change votes, and so that did not give me any confidence that that there's nothing there. That that just fueled the fire, right, of doubt. And at the end of the day, people need to be able to know that their votes counted. We don't want to live in a place where the dictator just keeps getting reelected every time because they rigged the elections. We don't want to live in that place. See, people have fought and died. You know, blood has been spilled so that we can live in this great country under this great constitution. And if we just say, well, our guy won, so we're going to look the other way and like everything's fine. That's That should not be. Every single red-blooded American, regardless of who your guy was, you know, needs needs to say, unless we have fair elections where every legal vote counts and every illegal vote is, is taken out, um, we, we no longer live in a country that I recognize. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we need to fix this. Absolutely. I have one more question. I, I would love to have you on for 30 more questions, but uh, but you're you're in a car, so I know that you're, you've, you've got stuff to do. You know, there's there's this whole whole uh, state of Arizona to, to fix and election to fix and everything like that. So we'll get you on your way. But my final question is, <clears throat> if we do find you know, clear, unambiguous evidence of widespread voter fraud that was sufficient in a general opinion, not just in our opinion, but in a general opinion, was sufficient to turn the state in favor of Joe Biden and perhaps even other electors elections. You know, we don't know what some have to have said. We need to look into Martha McSally's election, for example, or, or some of the state legislators. I don't know. I don't want to, I'm not going to open a can of worms. I just want to say if there was fraud and you have these, this, this uh, joint resolution that you're, you've sent, what is the next step and how does this play out? How does Arizona officially turn red again before January 6th, January 20th, the works, and, and then we'll, we'll get you on your way. Once again, for me, um, I, I'm not so much looking for a political solution as I am a legal one. If there was fraud, I want people indicted. I want people going to jail. I want people held accountable. We, that is our biggest problem in this country right now is there's no enforcement of our laws. And we just look the other way. And, and, that is destroying us. It's creating chaos. So the first thing that needs to happen, in my opinion, are the people that are responsible need to be held accountable, regardless of what side they're on. Then from that point, I think that we need to consider um, having a do-over or, you know, going the, going the other direction. But it, it's such a mess right now. I haven't even in my mind gotten to that point. Right now, it's a matter of was there fraud? If there's fraud, you're going to jail. You know, and whoever you are, whether you're somebody who's an elected official or, you know, somebody with money or somebody from another country or, you know, we deal with that. But it's really important that we start enforcing the law and that we hold people accountable for breaking it. Absolutely. I can't I could not have said it better. I'm not even going to try to say it better. That was brilliant stuff. (sighs) Like I said, you've been put on notice. Kelly Townsend. Uh, Senator-elect in Arizona, that we are watching you because I do think that you are a rising star uh, within government and within just leadership. I should. You know, a lot of times we say, "Oh, government is leadership." That's not necessarily true. Wherever you head, you know, we are. Who are the leaders of this country? We are the people. This is how our constitution is written, and the people like Kelly Townsend, I believe, are are there to 
help to not just remind people that that's the case, but also to to make sure that government doesn't step on our power as the true leaders of this nation. Kelly Townsend, God bless you, and I, I sincerely hope that you are successful one way or the other, just in finding the truth. Like you said, it's not political. We just want the truth, and we want heads to roll if there was lies. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. All right. Wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding. I've been actually, you know, before this joint resolution, you know, Kelly Townsend was out there back in during, you know, earlier this year, she was, when as a state congresswoman, she was calling out the, um, who was it, the... Uh, uh, Governor Ducey, you know, and saying that, look, you need to calm down. You need to you need to get out of here because not get out of here, but you need to to stop with these draconian lockdowns. You need to go through the legislature. Uh, Arizona was one of the states that after 9-11, they gave wide powers, wide powers to the governor so that he or she could declare emergencies very quickly and take those emergencies and essentially do whatever they want. And then coronavirus came, came along and Ducey started using this power. I don't, I don't necessarily blame him, at least at that point, you know, because it's like, huh, I got the power. You know, the power was given to, to governors before. I might as well use it in this situation. Now, you know, for, say, 15 days to slow the spread, but at, you know, day 30, day 40, day 50, you know, all of a sudden you've got state legislators saying, okay, so, yeah, no, you can't just do this indefinitely. This is, this is ridiculous. Just stop it. Okay, and she led that fight. She led the fight to say, hey, Republican Governor Doug Ducey, you're overstepping your powers. We need to have the legislature look at how to move forward. You know, the emergency part of it. Great. It's, uh, you know, you, you, you launched it. Awesome. Now, let's take a really close look at this and see what's actually going on. Um, Frank in the chat, uh, Antrim County in Michigan is the smoking gun. And that, that very, very well may be. Uh, that's the county that Townsend was referring to when she said the Michigan County that, you know, that's the, where the irregularities are huge. This is a report that's actually been available, not available, but it's been done for over a week now. Okay. A judge ordered it to be released, but the state's attorney general and secretary of state, they're like, no, 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 you can't release it. You know, don't release it. They fought tooth and nail to keep you and me in the dark about what the truth is of Dominion. Dominion voting systems. And ES&S, I, I know we always focus on Dominion. ES&S is potentially complicit or potentially involved. I don't want to just ignore them, but they do have a wide swath of voting machines out there. And they seem to, at least, you know, some will say that they have the same vulnerabilities, the same potential for voter to be used as voter, in voter fraud. So, yeah, I don't want to just give them a pass, but we'll see. You know, uh, the focus is on Dominion and rightly so. So you know, it is important you know, for, for uh, Congresswoman Townsend, for Senator-elect Townsend in Arizona to be very clear with, with what she's doing because she is, she is legally bound to, to say things a certain way. I am not. And I will say this. Here's how it's going to go down with her, with her joint resolution. This is the reality. It basically says, look, don't take electors, Okay. You don't need them. You know, don't don't take the, the elections they're sending. They're fraudulent. We've got a contested state. We have open investigations. Let the investigations go all the way through, and then decide which electors. We've got a, a an alternate slate of electors. Now she did she invoked the 1960 uh, situation with the electors that were 
you know, there was a lecture sent for um, Richard Nixon, who you know apparently it looked like he won Hawaii, but there were also also alternate electors sent for John F. Kennedy. After the recount, it's like, oh, okay. Actually, the alternate electors for John F. Kennedy are the ones that go through. So we got JFK in 1960. That was that was important, and it's a strong precedent. This is that's why the seven states that did um, prepare alternate electors they are so important. So this resolution, if it does get pushed all the way through, and yeah, I should say if it does, whether it does or does not, the press the the language is already there. Okay, if the smoking gun, whether it's Dominion, whether it's something that we haven't seen before, whether it's a series of videos similar to the one, ones that we saw in Georgia, you know, whatever it is, whatever is the case, whether it's the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court, whether it's Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, whoever, there are so many avenues. And this is why it bugs me, bugs me to death. It just, it blows my mind that Democrats are being joined by many Republicans in saying, up oh, the election's over. Joe Biden won. Shucks. Okay. Bugs me. Anyway, so this... <laughs> I, see, I see some of the, the happies and the sads in chat. Um, yeah, and Frank asked, why isn't the news talking about the Antrim voting machines because we haven't made them and they will be forced. Listen, for this to work, they will be, they mainstream media, big tech, everybody else will have to be forced to report on these things. Was Antrim big? Absolutely. It opens up an avenue through which other, other Dominion practices, maybe ESNS practices can be explored. And that's great. And we have a little bit of time, not much. We have a little bit of time for seizure and forensic analysis of these to determine if the same thing is rampant across the nation. If it is, then they can't ignore it. They will, we will not allow it. Okay. At a certain point we need to, hmm, we'll, <laughs> we'll discuss that when we get to the point, but back to um, Townsend's joint resolution, 29 people have signed. We need approximately 17, you know, some will say up to as many as 25 in order to have, a majority that would that could take this and pass it and send it through to where it goes to Mike Pence and says, "Hey, Mike, when you go to uh, to check those electors, don't check them. Okay, don't count them. They're fraudulent. They're contested. Here's the alternate electors. You you may, if you choose to, accept those or don't take any at all. The language is very, I wouldn't say legalistic, but it's very, it's open, and it's it's properly done." in a way that does not say, oh my gosh, you know, we, we, Trump won, you guys lost, and this is terrible. No, it's very, it's very straightforward and it's agreeable. It says, look, there are questions in this election that need to be answered before we finalize the electors. They've gone ahead and put together, you know, brought together the Democrat electors on December 14th. We have also put together our Republican electors. Okay, and we shouldn't say Democrat or Republican. We should call they have Joe Biden electors. We also have put together an alternate slate of Trump electors. We're sending, you know, both are going there. And while this is investigation is going on, while we're learning more information, you don't accept either of them until we have the information that is required to make a valid decision so that the people of Arizona can truly legitimately have their voices and their votes heard. It's properly worded. And that is, that is being sent, has been sent 
Now, do they need to absolutely have a majority? Do they need uh, Doug Ducey or even themselves to call a legislative session to pass this? In the sh- in the long term, yes. In the short term, no. This just gets the ball rolling, and that's the point. Balls are rolling, folks. Okay. Don't listen to mainstream media. Don't listen to to all these people, even on the right, who are saying, "Up, oh, the election's done. The electors have been selected." The Constitution says, you know, points to in this this year, January twentieth. That's the only day that matters. January twentieth is the only day that matters. Some will say that January sixth, when uh, Congress counts. Okay, you could say that matters. But still, folks, that's, what, two weeks away? Over two weeks away? Yeah, we got a little bit of time. Let's let's take advantage of it. I want to continue reading that article real quick because I think that it's important <clears throat> that we understand. Where I left off was, you know, there are those who hammer the, uh, the, the Republicans, conservatives, who are saying, oh, you know, this, we, don't, we want to avoid a constitutional crisis. Okay, that's why they don't want to push forward with this. You know, stopping the steal, so to speak. And we explain that. There are others. And so we continue. Others will say they believe there was voter fraud, but the fraudsters have already won for patriotic, hardworking, uh, uh, average Joes to think this is actually understandable when we see so many of our supposed quote unquote allies in government and media echoing the sentiment. But those allies, namely Republican leaders and conservative journalists who are strategizing about how to move forward under a Joe Biden administration, they lack the understanding of what's happening now. We are still fighting. And we will still have, we still have promising opportunities. The most conspicuous is Dominion Voting Systems. There's enough smoke coming from that company to have been seen from Iceland. Now, we just have to locate the fire in time. And I firmly believe we will. In Antrim County, Michigan, that is a that is one of the fires. Okay, we need to we need to find them all. There's so much smoke. It's almost hard to find the fires of evidence of voter fraud at Dominion. That brings us to the final batch of Republican naysayers, the worst of them in my, all of my opinion. There are those who are either willfully ignorant or outright lying when they say. They have not seen enough evidence to make them think there was widespread voter fraud. It's understandable for leftists to feel this way, as there is strong confirmation bias in a Joe Biden victory that can blind them. I'm not giving them a pass, but I'm less concerned about ignorant but otherwise innocent Democrats who who simply want to believe they won because the media tells them that they did. But on the other hand, Republicans who accept this fraudulent election so easily they do not get the same quarter. Either they're not truly Republicans in the ideological sense of the word, or they're self-serving frauds in their own right. I'd put Mitch McConnell in the latter category. He is a moderate Republican, but a Republican nonetheless. As Senate Majority Leader and de facto head of the GOP on Capitol Hill, he should be leading the charge to expose voter fraud. Instead, he's doing everything within his vast powers to pull back on every Republican lawmaker's reins. He's always been a squish and a liar, but I'm not prepared to believe he's a traitor. I think he's a weak man who evades any fight where there's a chance that he might get a bloody nose. And who knows? Maybe he is a traitor. We'll we'll, we'll hopefully find out. There is a silver lining in all of this. And I hate using the term silver lining. When people start saying silver lining, it's like they're, 
they're giving up. I'm not giving up. I want to be clear about that. But this is little, you know, I mean, we, us having to go through this, assuming President Trump does win and then the end, there's a reason this is actually, there's, there's some good news here. Um, other than that, there's some, some good news as far as why we have to go through this instead of just saying, oh my gosh, landslide on November 3rd. We do get a benefit from this extended exercise. By the time this fraud is fully exposed and President Trump is reelected, we will know who had the passion, fortitude, and patriot and patriotism to fight the good fight. And that means we will also know who did not. This is so very important as the time has come for us to truly purge the party and the conservative movement of those who do not deserve our support. That's not to say we need to start kicking out members of the tribe, but it does mean that there are those who deserve more influence and many who do not. Congressman Mo Brooks has committed to fight. Congresswoman-elect Marjorie Taylor Greene and Congressman Jody Heiss have consistently called for action against voter fraud in their state of Georgia and beyond. Senator Ted Cruz and Congressman Louis Gohmert have spoken out about fraud, but we haven't really heard much from them since the SCOTUS ruling last week. We'll see. I actually did call out President, uh, President uh, Senator Cruz this morning on Twitter. We'll see. I don't know if he responded or not. We'll see. There are others, and we will remember them all. Democrats, and this is important, folks, Democrats with absolutely positively no reason to doubt the 2016 election results, kept fighting for four years. Four years, okay? The 2016 election was checked, double-checked, triple-checked. It was legitimate, and they kept fighting. Meanwhile, many Republicans, I would say the majority, vast majority of Republican lawmakers, they've thrown in the towel after six weeks. Those who have not must be the future of the GOP or our nation is doomed. People like Kelly Townsend. She is the future of the GOP, in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, Larry Nelson says, SCOTUS, Congressional Vote Military Tribunals. We are still under a state of emergency for cyber warfare in the election process. Could be mass arrest of conspirators under Insurrection Act. Yeah, I mean, guys, there's a ton of this stuff floating around. There's a ton of reason to believe that this is going to be um, absolutely positively humongous in the short term and the long term. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brenda Liu says, you are totally correct on all these issues. Thank you. You are welcome. Um, you are welcome. Hope is alive, Carl Schaefer says. Uh, Kaylee Bagley says, they know they did not win. They know they did not win. Uh, repeated herself. I don't know if that was accidental or intentional, but either way, it works. I Let's repeat it. They know they didn't win. They know they didn't win. Joe Biden knows he didn't win. Okay, so, okay, there's a chance Joe Biden does not know he didn't win because they maybe they didn't tell him. Okay, I think he was directly involved. I think he might have been much more involved than, than uh, we even know. Okay, I think a lot of the, the premise is that there were forces outside of him that he was working with, you know, that says, hey, Joe, just go hang out in the basement. We'll take care of everything. I, I kind of tend to be in that camp. But then there are others who say, no, 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 Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like, all right, let me get let me get a, a China on the phone. Let me get George Soros on the phone. Let me get Obama on the phone. Give me give me Bloomberg. Give me all these people. Um, all right. Here's the plan. OK, here's the plan. Have you heard of Dominion voting systems? I got my guy. We got it taken care of. I know that's a terrible 
I was trying, I was going for, for Delaware mafia versus like, like, you know, New York city or Chicago mafia. I think I failed, failed at both Delaware and mafia, but, um, but that's, that's, that's that. So Carlos Sanchez. So what's going to happen next with this in your opinion? So that's a great question. And it's a question that literally has no answer. We don't know. And that's a good thing. Okay. What we know is this. Let me, let me lay out what we do know. We know that there are challenges, con- uh, contests in multiple elections, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia. Okay. I'm sure I missed one or two. These elections are contested. Now people will say, oh, it's over. You know, the, the, uh, <laughs> it reminds me, there's a scene in, uh, at the end of the princess bride where, you know, um, uh, you've got Humperdinck, Humperdinck saying, you know, telling the, the, the priest or whoever it was, you know, uh, you know, say man and wife, say man and wife. He's trying to speed along the, the thing. And, and, you know, the guy says man and wife, and that's it. And they, he rushes the bride off and she's like, I can't believe it happened. And then later Wesley tells her, Hey, you know, it didn't actually happen. Yeah. You know, did you, did you say I do? No. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, technically, you're not married, and you know the the bad guys like well, that's something we would remedy later. That's kind of what we're seeing from the Democrats. It's like say president elect, just say it, just say president elect, okay, just say it. They know that it's not tr- true. They know that it's not. It's it's currently vapor. We do have time. We have until the twentieth of January. We have some will say we have until January sixth. It's a degree of pain, okay. Would things have been, you know, as time goes, the, the pain rises. So so here's November 3rd, okay? November 3rd, President Trump wins. If it's declared then and it's official, the pain level is low. We just got to deal with Antifa thugs and all that stuff in the streets. Okay, November 4th, starts questioning November 6th. We start, you know, people start saying, oh, my gosh, Joe Biden won now. The pain level's going up, right? Then we had, you know, December 8th was... Was safe harbor day, a little bit more pain there, December 14th. And by pain, I'm saying the pain that will be caused, the pain that will be required for the nation to be shown that Donald Trump actually did win, okay? Because we could say, oh my gosh, it'll be so great when he does. We have to remember, there's going to people, there, there will be people whose hearts are ripped out of their chests, okay? When they find out that, oh my gosh, wait, Democrats cheated? You know, have I been living a lie my whole life? Who are these scumbags that I've been supporting? Or they'll be like, no, no, this cannot be. No way. No, no, this can't be. No, it's not four more years, you know, howling at the moon. No, no, no. (laughs) So we have multiple avenues through which the selection can be corrected. You know, and these are legitimate. I'm not talking about, you know, reaching for the, for some way out there stuff. There are, there are some way out there things that could possibly happen. Okay. Uh, if we just look at the legitimate stuff, Supreme Court still has to rule people are like, oh, they already ruled. And that's, you know, anybody who says the Supreme Court already shot it down. That's not what happened. Okay. They dismissed two cases off of technicalities. They have not seen a case and judged it based upon the merits of that case. And to be, you know, no offense to Ken Paxton and to, uh, to Sean Parnell and to, to uh, Mike Kelly, you know, the two lawsuits that have been quote unquote seen by the Supreme court, no offense. Those weren't our best cases. 
Okay, our best cases are still working their way through. Now, I think the Pennsylvania case should be should be done over again by those withstanding. Perhaps you know you can get citizens, electors. Perhaps you can get get um, you know you need Pennsylvania actually people in Pennsylvania to be able to file for standing the uh, the Texas lawsuit. That would have made more sense. Or the Trump campaign. Those all being you know very clearly and obviously aggrieved parties in this. You have the DNI report coming out, okay? The 20, 2018 Executive Order, Insurrection Act, all kinds of, of stuff. I'm not going to talk about that just because I don't want that to be, <laughs> call me, um, I don't know, call me uh, hopeful that we can take care of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was scratching my nose and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Nope, can not hold it. I don't have coronavirus, okay? Um, I don't know. Maybe I do. But uh, I don't think I do. I don't feel sick. I just, you know, sneeze. Coffee. Anyway, yeah, Insurrection Act, uh, 2018 Executive Order, all that could come down. DNI report is expected soon. DNI Radcliffe is is out there, we assume. And some people say, oh, we haven't heard anything. Okay, well, you kind of maybe wouldn't. Is <laughs> my, you know, it's not like, okay, guys. Um, hey, this is... Uh, uh, I'm John Radcliffe, director of national intelligence. I'm going, I'm in the process of investigating foreign influence in our elections. So uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be going to, to the, the Chinese uh, embassy here soon. And uh, Hey, you know, I've got subpoenas out for, for you know, all these other communications. We're talking to our, to our spies in Beijing and, and uh, we've got George, you know, no, it's going to be like, hey, just wait. Just wait. So we'll see. Is there anything there? I don't know. I mean, there's something there for sure. Is there enough? We'll see. So you have the Supreme Court. You have the state legislators. All of this. And you have the the uh, Congress itself. Congress can act. Mike Pence can act. There's a lot of different avenues. But it all hinges on one thing. It all hinges on the smoking gun. You know, people will say, and rightfully so, they'll say, but we've already had like like two dozen smoking guns. What about the Georgia, the Georgia video? What about the the Antrim, Michigan, uh, Antrim County, Michigan uh, report on Dominion? Yeah, all these are smoking guns, and to us, it's clear, blatant, and obvious. But we need something that, you know, they're going to try to cover it up. They're going to try to do everything they can to say, you know, ignore the the guy behind the curtain. They, yeah. They're exposed. They know it, and they're going to try to pretend like they're not. And unfortunately, they have they have the mind share of the American people. Most people are still watching CNN or Fox News, going to Twitter, going to Facebook, getting their information from the wrong places. And what even makes it worse is that even if they're getting their information from like Washington Examiner or Daily Caller, you know, Newsmax, I. I I'm not going to rip on Newsmax. I think they're doing a, a fine job, but they are now saying president-elect Joe Biden. I, you know, whatever. Maybe they're they're trying for credibility. They're trying to to play with the the big boys. Who knows? Okay, I won't say it. I do not. I I'm, I don't like to lie, and it is a lie to say president-elect Joe Biden. People say, yeah, but the electoral college has already cast their votes, so that's technically true. No, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> we know it's fraudulent, so. It's like saying, well, you know, it's uh, whatever, whatever. Um, you need a sneeze button. Uh, 
check my temperature. Yes, I do. I do. Um, so, but again, we need the the true smoking gun. We need to, and by smoking gun, we need a smoking Moab. Okay, we need a smoking a smoking suitcase nuke right now, so that there just is zero chance for them. There is so much smoke out there; they see it, and they're pretending like it's not there. You know, I, I heard an analogy. I forgot who said it, but it's like it's like you you're driving along and you go by a house. And you see you see all kinds of smoke bellowing out of the the house, and you're you're going to call the the fire department. And somebody says, "Wait, hold on, wait, wait a second. What are you doing?" It's like well, I'm calling the fire department. You know, that house on fire. It's like, no, you don't know. You've not seen evidence that the house is on fire. It's like, well, yeah, but there's smoke. Yeah, okay, but there's smoke. But I don't see any any fire. Until you can go in there and independently verify, take pictures, videos, everything that you can, until you can confirm that there's fire in that building, you cannot call the fire department. There is no voter fraud. You know, so... They see the smoke. They want us to brew the fire, but they won't let us. They're trying to run out the clock. So we need the Moab. We we need we need that burning building to be absolutely leveled. It's like, okay, great. Can we call the fire department now? Now that it's gone, now that it's you can see the fire because the building is no longer there. Is this fair? Is it okay with you, Mitch McConnell, if we call the fire department and deal with voter fraud, which is your your oath. Mitch McConnell and all these Republicans, they swore an oath to defend the Constitution. This is not defending the Constitution, saying, oh, well, uh, uh, Joe Biden, is. I worked with him. Uh, you know, we'll hold back any of you senators out there who are thinking you want to you wanna, uh, contest this election. Don't do it. Don't do it. We'll just, we'll, we'll do better next time. We'll get them in 2024. No, that is not your oath. Senate Majority Leader McConnell, your oath is to defend the Constitution. The Constitution is currently under attack. Do your job. Ooh, you know, I had to suffer through four years of people saying, oh, Mitch McConnell's getting judges. Mitch McConnell's doing this. And I'm like, guys, Mitch McConnell is, he's a squish. He's a liar. Okay. Is he... You know, the, the people are saying he's getting the judges. Okay, you could put, you could have put uh, whoever, <laughs> you could put uh, literally any single con- uh, congressman or senator in that role uh, who's who was a Republican. They would have done the exact same job and maybe better. Maybe they would have gone faster. Maybe he was going too slow. You know, it's, oh, he's doing it at an unprecedented pace. Well, no, he's he's just doing it at a pace and he's going fast and he's got nothing better to do because. Because they can't pass any meaningful legislation, so he's going to confirm judges. Great. Does that make him a conservative? Does that make him a hero? He's a fool. He's a rhino. He's a squish, and he's a liar. He always has been. Don't say, oh, but President Trump likes him. President Trump tolerates him because he's the Senate Majority Leader and because he needs him to get his stuff done. Don't tell me that, you know, four years, guys. <laughs> Four years I had to listen to people saying Mitch McConnell's doing a great job. Mitch McConnell was adequate. And now today that he is is you know embracing Joe Biden in a Mitch McConnell bear hug, hopefully you all see that he is not he is not a conservative. He is not a true Trump supporter. He is not a supporter of America. He goes along to get along 
He is weak. He is weak. Mitch McConnell is a weak person, a weak human being. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it seems like I'm not alone in my perspectives about Mitch McConnell. We have to have the smoking gun. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. And go ahead and put your questions. On. I'll start taking questions. Let me put a marker here because there's, I know there have been a lot. I know that I had a guest, so I didn't really look in the, the chat very much, but start asking questions and I'll start answering them. The big evidence can, and most likely in my opinion, will be obviously related to Dominion. It could be these seizures that we're seeing, but there's the one that's not being talked about nearly as, uh, enough, okay? This solar winds Orion raid the other day, okay? It's conspicuous to me, and it should be to everybody. And we were among the first to report it. Code Monkey Z, I think, was the very first to report it. Ron over on, on Twitter, I know that 100% Fed Up picked it up. I know that um, Gateway Pundit picked it up two days ago. They all did. Yesterday, we started seeing reports of, oh, my gosh, you know, did you notice that that uh, that Dominion Software Systems edited their website to take away references to Solar Winds Orion on the day that their CEO was testifying. You know, what does this tell us? Well, it tells us well, exactly what I said two days ago. <laughs> Listen to the last show, last podcast. If this is a, a, a security company, a secure file transfer company, their servers, their, their Austin office was raided two days ago by the FBI, the U.S. Marshals, and the Texas Rangers. Their servers are likely in the hands of law enforcement, both federal and local. Thank, thank the Lord. You know, if it was just the FBI, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, that evidence is probably destroyed. But no, Texas Rangers, U.S. Marshals, all involved. So we have this evidence, right, potentially. Is the Dominion data on there? Maybe, maybe not. Is it on the servers that they've had access to for the last month and a half? Probably not. People keep saying, you know, we need to get the servers and analyze them in a forensic process. Forensic process, we'll be able to demonstrate changes, and that's good. We'll be able to get a lot from it. But if we can get the actual transfer data, guys, that would be huge. That, to me, is the miracle, okay? Praise the Lord. That would be the smoking gun miracle, unambiguous, clear and blatant voter fraud demonstrated by Dominion Voting Systems through the information that we're able to get through Solar Winds Orion, those servers. If that happens, that's it, okay? We're done. We're good. <laughs> pick pick one of five different ways that President Trump wins the election. And and I'm, you know, am I confident? Do I think it's going to happen? I have no idea. I haven't seen the servers. I couldn't tell you anything that's on them. I'm just speculating here, folks. But isn't that all we can do at this point? You know, and that's not wishful thinking. That's not, again, I'm not trying to be to blow smoke and say, oh my gosh, you know, we're gonna win this no matter what. No. I'm still at 85 to 90% sure that President Trump is going to win the election because we have the truth on our side and because there is still enough time to bring that truth to light and because there seems to be finally action being taken by brave people. Uh, Sidney Powell is pushing forward with this. Obviously, Rudy and his team. You have, you have people across the nation who are stepping up, stepping up to try to take care of this, to try to make this right. And people say, they're trying. you guys are trying to overturn the election. No, we are trying to correct the election, there's nothing, not a single person I've seen, not a single action that I've seen from any of these people that would constitute overturning fraudulently. This all comes down to 
We want to get to the truth. We want to see what actually happened. We want to see the real numbers. We want to see the real results. We want to see what legal voters voted for and not what voter bots or illegal voters or dead people or whatever voted for. That's it. We believe our contention and the reason that we're contesting the election is that if you were to count just the valid votes, just the valid ballots, just the legal United States citizens alive <laughs> votes, one time, one vote for, for one person, if you take that, tally it up, we think that we won by a landslide. In fact, yeah, I would put myself at certain that we won by a landslide. Again, we have the truth on our side. People ask, how can you be so confident? Because of that, because of the truth. I know that we won legitimately. I know that the truth, the information is very likely out there. And if God wills it, then that truth will come out. And what we're seeing now with Solar Winds Orion, with the servers being checked for, the, the Dominion servers being uh, forensically analyzed, this to me seems like we have the potential for the necessary smoking gun that will change opinions in the uh, court system, that will change opinions at the state legislators, and could even compel the people to demand that even Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in Congress do the right thing. Okay, if we can prove, if we can prove widespread, and we already have, let me be clear, I think the, the proof is already there, but if we can give, you know, the Moab of truth that there was rampant, widespread, very clear, very unambiguous voter fraud that was used in an effort to make Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to put them in the Oval Office, if that can be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, then I think the people will demand that Nancy Pelosi say, hey, I know you don't like Trump, but he won. Deal with it and make this right. And she will have to. She will have to. They will not block this. And if they do try to, I mean, when I say they won't block this, if they do try to block this, we'll know with a certainty that their goal was never to to just get rid of Trump or to, to, to fix America. Their goal, in their opinion, was always to burn America to the ground because that's, that is exactly what they will do. I got uh, on Periscope, Zap, Zap Rousedower. Um, not sure if that's your real name, Zap. I surely hope that's not your real avatar. Potential anonymous troll here says, this is such a diluted plan. Okay. Good to know from a point of authority. Um, CL Lamont says, it's a damn shame to see this much corruption in our government. You know, so I'll <laughs> let's address that real quick. Is it a shame that we see it? No. Is it a shame that it's there? Absolutely. But here's the thing. This isn't new, folks. Okay. Technology has allowed things to be a little bit more complex and maybe even a little bit easier to find. But I mean, you can go back, you can go back over a century at the very least. There might have been a time, you know, in in the mid 19th century where, you know, things were a little bit less corrupt, simply. I mean, corrupt, in, I should say corrupt in a different way. We are humans. We are corrupt people. You can get good people in there. But when it comes to, you know, popularity and trusting the the uh, discernment of, of other other people, other humans, we should never do that. Okay, from from the dawn of time, we've always demonstrated bad choices when it, even when it comes to leaders. Okay, 
that's not to say that every leader is bad. That's to say that there are always going to be bad leaders. There will always and has always been corruption in government. And I would say it started getting really bad in the United States around the close to the end of the 19th century, throughout the 20th century, now to the 21st century. The difference is that now we have the technology to, number one, catch some of it, but number two, not be able to catch any of it in a lot of ways. And that's what we're seeing today. So, yes, good point. Damn shame to see so much corruption. I'm glad that we're actually getting to see this. This is the silver lining to me is that, hey, you know, it's it's working. You know, we're at least we're getting to to uh, at least we're getting to to see who the real fighters are. Who's who are the quote unquote Republicans who are actually fighting for us, fighting for America, for, you, fulfilling their oath to defend the Constitution. Today, the Constitution is under attack. Where are those who have sworn an oath to defend it? Okay, where are they? Where's John Cornyn? Okay, he won an election. Where's Lindsey Graham? Oh, well, Lindsey donated like a million dollars to the president's defense fund. Okay, great. Where's his action? I want action. I want action. U.S. senators, congressmen, governors, state legislators, mayors, I don't care. Average patriots, I want action. And anyone who's not, anyone who has the capability and the power to be able to act, and they're not. If they are a quote-unquote Republican, to me, they are lost. We're going to be going after a lot of them. We're going to be going after everyone we can. When this Right now, we have one job, one responsibility, okay? That is to correct this election. When that is done, one way or the other, we'll be focused on lockdowns, I'm sure. We'll have all these other distractions. But one thing that we will not let go of is the fact that we are going to go after those who have betrayed us. If law enforcement wants to go after Democrats and Dominion and George Soros or whatever, great. You know, I hope they do. And we'll, we'll probably help them with that. But we are certainly going to focus on these squishes, on these Republicans who stood there. Despite their oath, they watched the preparations and the enactment of the nation being attacked. The Constitution being attacked. And they looked at their oath to defend the Constitution. They ripped it up. They threw it in your face. Mitch McConnell, you threw it in your inner face, you scum. So that's interesting. Carl Schaefer says OAN reports that Mitch took what I believe is something from voting machines, one being Dominion's. Money? Oh, yeah, money. Oh, yeah, duh. yeah, he did take donations. That's right. He took donations. And, you know, that's important, but it's not. Um, guys, if somebody makes, you know, donations five grand here, whatever, 2,800 there. That does not mean, oh my gosh, they're owned. Okay. It says more about the donator than does about the person taking the donations. Okay. It's not like, Hey, here's a big donor. You know, they just, they just dropped 2,800 into your, uh, your war chest that, you know, your war chest is down to, to 19.4 million. They've dropped 2,800. You need to do exactly what they say. That's not the case. I don't know. No, I'm not ripping on you. Uh, uh, Carl or OEM, I'm just saying that that um, I think it's worse than you know. It's not. He's not doing. If this was just a bribe, okay, I could almost I can almost understand that. Okay, no, he's not bribed. I don't think he's complicit. I don't think he he was involved. He may have been, but he's weak. That's almost worse. I would rather he be evil. You know, 
Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensperger, I think those guys are are compromised and potentially evil. They participated in this. They are they are potentially in trouble, but at least they're bold about it. Okay. With Mitch McConnell, he's just weak. He's just oh we lost. Well, that's okay. I didn't like Trump anyway. We'll move on. I have zero respect. As a matter of fact, if it's possible to have negative respect, I'm not just saying having no respect. And I'm not even just saying disrespecting somebody. If I could despise someone from a, you know, not as a human, but from a political perspective, I think Mitch McConnell might be up there as one of the most despised humans in my eyes when it comes to their political will. He has none. His only will is self. (sighs) Okay, enough about him. Let's see. Uh, Sean Hunt says, if Pence doesn't count the Democrat electors in the contested states on January 6th, does the whole election go to the House? Technically, uh, well, it depends. So, So let's look at that scenario. If let's say we we have the we have the bombshell we have the the smoking gun comes and it's it demonstrates very clearly people are looking at it even CNN has to say oh wow yeah this is this is election fraud you know there's they're, they have to say it at that point because if they don't then they're acknowledging they were part of it which they were just to be clear Fox News they'll have to talk about it because in hopes that oh if we reported you know maybe people won't realize that we were part of the plan from the beginning. So, but what, what Sean is, is saying, so Pence has to do the ceremonial act of unsealing, you know, let's go through the counts and yada, yada, yada. Uh, if Pence doesn't count the Democrat electors in the contested states on January 6th, and he does have that power to do that. Let's say that, that he does. Question is, does it go, does the whole election go to the House? So it all depends upon, it all depends upon the 50%. It's not just a matter of, of, um, let me say this concisely, but also accurately. If, let's say he throws out electors completely in, you know, X number of states, three states. He says it's very clear, you know, the forensic evidence in Michigan is unambiguous. It's clear there was fraud. You know, um, we're going to throw Michigan out altogether. You know, that's different from saying we're going to accept the alternate electors and people say but they were blocked they were blocked well yeah okay yeah but but there was an attempt made okay so there is still there's the presence of alternate electors did they get in the building to officially sign no but they can still be counted from what i understand that's a little bit of constitutional trickiness well you know somebody smarter than me can figure that part out but <clears throat> you know let's say let's say he just looks at it and he says okay throw out michigan uh, for easy math let's say Let's say that happens in Pennsylvania. He, he looks at it. He says, throw out Pennsylvania completely. Um, then that drops the total number of electors, the denominator, so to speak, down to 518, which means that even though Pennsylvania has 20 electors, you know, we think, oh, you know, it's 270. Well, uh, you know, that that's 20 away from, from Biden. It's true. But now the, the required 50% plus one, becomes 260 because those electors are gone. They're not being counted at all. Now, if, if on the other hand, Pence says, we're not accepting these electors, we're going to take this alternate slate of electors, such as, again, the precedent in 1960, the JFK vote, the, um, you know, initially there were 
the electors went to what appeared to be a win for Richard Nixon in Hawaii. That was uh, contested. The, the election was contested. So an alternate slate of electors were sent for JFK on their way, basically, to vote. It was determined that those electors, that, that JFK actually won. And so the alternate slate of electors were used, were counted. So if that were to happen in Pennsylvania, then it stays in at 270, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so that's the, the dumb math behind it. Now let's get to the actual meat of the question. question. If he, through a combination of invalidating or accepting other slates of electors, if Pence or the legislature or the Supreme Court or anybody says, you know, there's just, we can't get to the magic number of 50% plus one of the electors to um, announce a slate for the president, you know, a winner for president and vice president. And then, yes, it does go to the House. It does go to the Senate. Okay. The House picks the president. And that would almost certainly be President Trump. And uh, because of, again, people say, I always have to remind people, yes, Democrats control the House, but every state gets one vote. That's it. Every state gets one vote. D.C. doesn't get a vote. Yeah. Um, American Samoa, well, they don't get votes anyway, but they don't get a vote. Only the 50 states get a vote. And you need 26 of them, you know, to to work. And we have, currently, there are 26 firm Republican majorities in, or 26 states that have Republican majorities. They have the most total people because of places like California, whatever. But we, but Republicans actually do have more states controlled. So President Trump would win there. And then the, the every senator, all 100 senators, would vote for the uh, the vice president in that situation. That's if we don't reach 270 or whatever the math works out to at the time. Okay, yeah, spend too much time on that. Let's see. <laughs> Where do we go after Periscope conveniently stops and goes to Twitter? So that's from James Jensen. You know, we're, we'll see. March 31st, Periscope gets shut down. Um, yeah, our main focus, look... We, you can find this. I, I know this is annoying. Where we have our biggest audience is is um, on Apple Podcasts, but there's no audio or there's no video. It's only audio. You know, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We had a huge surge from iHeartRadio that I have to investigate the other day or from the other day. Uh, Pandora, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, people don't have to look at me. But if you do watch the live show, Periscope, Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com/slash Freedom First Network. Um, YouTube, unfortunately they've threatened to, they've already put us in a timeout a couple of times. Yeah. That's YouTube's a joke. Uh, Twitch. <laughs> we'll, we are looking at pill.net. Okay. Trying to figure out the technology to stream there. Okay. We've talked to um, the folks over at rumble. So waiting on them to get live streaming. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out a way. So Periscope goes down. Are we going to still be broadcasting on Twitter? We'll see, but um, we'll definitely be broadcasting elsewhere. Good question. Let's see. Rob Cowan, Canada has no reason to be here in our country issues. So uh, referring to so Dominion Voting Systems is a Toronto-based company. So I don't uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Radcliffe announces China, Iran, and Russia uh, interference in 2020 elections. It's definitely possible. Or if that's a statement, I should check. <laughs> Maybe he's saying that's actually happening right now. Somebody look at that. Um, where's Pam, Pam Bindi? I think Scott Costa was referring to Pam Bondi. It's a very good question, but then again, you know, Florida, 
Florida, after being such a cluster in 2000, has been a shiny example. And technically, they were a cluster in 2016 and 2018. But ever since Ron DeSantis has gotten in there, it's been they've been a shiny example of just really, really good. <laughs> I mean, they got there, they got it out really quickly. We knew, okay, Fox News, maybe nobody, nobody called the state because Democrats called them and said, "Hey, guys, don't call Florida. We're we're still trying to fix things." You know, don't call Florida. Everybody else is looking around. It's like, uh, yeah, Florida's pretty much one in a landslide. What are you doing? Anyway, they did they did a good job there. C.L. Lamont says or asks, where's Eric Coomer? Where are any of them? They went into hiding like three weeks ago. Eric Coomer is vice president at Dominion Voting Systems, architect of the actual the actual uh, voting system itself, the software, and also the man who, who allegedly, um, well, pretty much certainly, went uh, on an Antifa, an Antifa conference call and said, don't worry, you know, we got this covered. <laughs> We're not going to let Trump win. Yeah, where's that, Eric Coomer? Nobody knows. Where are any of them? We've seen the CEO. He, he's testifying. Outside of him, it seems like they've all dumped their social media, fled. Maybe they're in Venezuela. Maybe they're in Toronto. Maybe they're in who knows. Uh, where are the cease tapes from Frankfurt, Germany? Question from Susan Keene. No idea. No idea. And I'm not too worried about those. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but but you know, if it's if it's big, then it's big, and we'll see it. If it's, uh, maybe we'll see it, but if it's not, so be it. Okay. Do you believe there was really an earthquake in Maine? I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard it. You know, I'm not even sure. I've Maine is one of the few states I've never been to. I'm not even sure they exist. No, I know they exist. I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. If the election was rigged, why didn't more Dems get elected? Um, why didn't they also rig the Senate? Because again, uh, gosh. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop actually addressing the, the cowardly, nameless trolls. You notice everybody I'm talking to, Linda Simmons, Carlos Sanchez. These people have no problem with using their real name. Then you get to the, the troll, Zap Rousdauer. And that may be his real name, but whatever. Uh, if the election was rigged, why didn't more Democrats get elected? And we've covered this before, but I'll go ahead and, and for the cheap seats, we'll go ahead and explain that. The software was designed specifically to go after, to pump up certain elections. Okay. They didn't want the, the worst case scenarios that they got caught, lose, uh, they got busted with the big election based upon a small lawsuit in, you know, wherever, which is funny because that's actually kind of what's happening up in Wisconsin, Michigan right now. But, but you know, well, why go after that? We see the evidence of this by looking at states such as Michigan. Michigan had a very contentious, a very, a very important Senate race in Michigan. And yet, Supposedly, allegedly, based on Dominion Voting Systems numbers, 150,000 people voted in the presidential side and not in the, any of the down ballot. Why? Because that's how the software was designed to work. They had to scramble and they failed. So they had to continue to scramble until they extended themselves so much. 150,000, it's actually 149,000. Uh, you, your next question should be, well, how does that compare about other states? So we look at South Carolina, which was not, you know, there was no no risk of South Carolina going to Joe Biden. So there was no reason for them to cheat. But there was a very contentious Senate race there, the most expensive one, as a matter of fact. Okay. South Carolina, again, big Senate race, same approximately the same amount of down ballot issues. Smaller state by about uh, 40% smaller, about 60% the size of Michigan, if I recall. But compared to 149,000 
single votes for just Joe Biden. In Michigan, they had like 1,300. What, are Michigan people just, uh, I'm sorry, are South Carolina people just smarter than Michigan people? I mean, is that the case? Is is South Carolina, they're just, they're just more, more conscientious of, of the vote? Or are there just people that are like, oh, you know, I don't care. Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the, he is a, an old, white, uh, straight, rich, lifetime politician. And I'm going to weather coronavirus and, and bad weather and everything just to get out and just, just get a vote for him. Anyway. But you can't convince these people. I promise you, you won't be able to. Not until the smoking gun comes out. You can't convince them. But Biden did not, is not by far, hands down, not even close, the most popular. Let's see. Looks like we're having connection issues. That's always possible. That, yeah, because my internet's doing great. So I wonder what that is. Uh, I should better, I better, uh, no, I am so sorry. Now that I look at it, there's like literally hundreds of questions. Oh boy. Um, technology is technology. We will try to get back to these as, as well as we can. I'm going to try to do another show this afternoon. Um, and Lord willing, we will be back at that point for another episode. But in the meantime, you guys stay strong, stay safe and God bless. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. <laughs>